0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our new podcast. My name is Marco and this is Valeria. And uh, today we're going to talk about learning new languages. But first of all, this is our new episode. We would like to introduce ourselves. Uh, Well, my name is Marco and uh, I'm actually from Italy. I come from the northeast of Italy, from the region of Veneto and not too far from Venice. And uh, I'm living here in Belgium and I'm actually a PhD in biochemistry what do you do, Valeria?
1: Well, I actually come from Colombia in South America, from the capital, which is Bogota. Uh, I'm also currently living here in Belgium, and I'm doing my first year of PhD in Bioscience Engineering. So, let's get into the topic. Um, We are two people who really like learning languages. And our purpose today is to share some of our experiences and some of our opinions in this um, topic of just speaking several languages. So let's start with uh, some warm-up questions, Marco. Can you share with our uh, listeners, with the audience, um, which languages do you speak uh, what's your feeling about the different languages and yeah maybe some introductory experiences
0: okay well first of all i am no uh, expert polyglot. i would say uh, <laughs> surprise surprise i speak italian of course that's my <laughs> mother tongue that's the first language i learned to speak
1: you also speak your dialect
0: i guess i speak my dialect yes not completely fluent but that's another story for another episode yes Uh, So I am a native Italian, of course, and um, I do speak a very good level of English, I would say. And uh, very recently, as a matter of fact, since we came in Belgium, I started uh, learning Spanish. And uh, since we live in a Dutch-speaking part of Belgium, I have actually taken also several classes of Dutch. So I would say I can uh, speak fluently Italian, English and quite a bit of Spanish and i am a beginner in dutch i would say what do you think
1: okay i do feel that you are more than beginner in dutch maybe not b2 level but not not beginner definitely okay
0: it's just because i don't experience it too much and i don't do too much practice so i still consider myself as a learning
1: but... yeah but okay so okay. yeah if, if i can share my experiences now Um, So I come from Colombia. My first language is Spanish or I should probably better say Colombian Spanish since there are so many variants and uh, controversies about the differences in the different Spanish um, accents and dialects, let's say. Um, I also consider myself uh, to speak a good, decent level of English. Um, and then, uh, actually, since last year, since not even a year ago, I started learning uh, Italian uh, for a lot of personal reasons. And I actually reached a very, very nice level in this 10 months, more or less. I consider myself already quite fluent in Italian, at least to the level of giving my opinion to other people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Yeah. I started also doing Dutch one year and a half ago, but I didn't really feel that much motivated with it. So I dropped it and I chose to go for Italian better. And now recently I discovered that since I know Italian, English and Spanish, why not to learn French, right? So now I'm giving it a try.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, that sounds easy. Okay, but we're talking about learning languages, so okay, we said a bit about what's the context in our, where we live right now, but first of all, we should a bit clarify what's even the point of learning languages, right? Because I live in my country and I can speak my own language, so why, if I'm never going to go abroad, I should learn another language, right? Is there even a reason? What do you think is the point? Why is it important?
1: Yeah, so... Even if you are a person who's going to stay in in their native place, let's say, where they are not required to speak any other language, we are always part of a world, you know? We're not a complete isolated entity that will never be impacted or influenced by any other cultures. We always have an influence in any dimension, economically, culturally, any of those type of dimensions and the way we get to understand the world the way we get to communicate with the world is just by understanding or giving ideas in another language there is no way that we will be able to know what position we occupy in this world if we don't communicate with the other people and the, the way we can get to do that is just by speaking another language
0: Okay, but then you could argue that if I know English, I could speak with all the words, and then I can have, or if I'm native, a native speaker, an English speaker, then actually I could say I can already communicate with all the words, why should I learn, I don't know, Portuguese, if I already speak English, right? Yeah,
1: so I actually have a personal opinion on that, and is I used to think that just by speaking English, we could just communicate with the rest of the world. Then when you actually ex- start exploring the world, you realize that actually a lot of people don't speak English, and then you, you, you're never gonna be able to reach them if you don't speak other languages. So uh, the first time that you go to France, for example, you think that you're going to survive with your little bit of Spanish or your little bit of English, and then it turns out that people there don't wanna talk to you anything else that is not French. So uh, let's say that going for other languages would come as a need if you are going to explore more Mm -hmm. uh, like hidden places of the world, you know, not just to have a general idea. But if you want to explore specific cultures, specific places, then it will become necessary to explore other languages that is not just English. So it it, it is related to the needs, to the personal needs of everybody. Mm-hmm. So what is your vision of that? What is your opinion on what's the point of learning languages?
0: Well, one thing is very much linked to what you were saying about uh, communicating with a world. I really think that you cannot separate what is uh, national culture from their language, you know? Like, you cannot separate... uh, I mean, culture basically uh, uh, englobates everything that is happening within the country. The food, the language, the music, uh, literature, whatever. Everything is part of the culture, right? So, uh, even if you stay in your country and you're like, you know what, I'm really fond of this, uh, I don't know, French, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, painter... Or I'm really fond of this uh, Hollywood movie. I, you know, it could be anything. And yeah, and if you really want to get into the hobby, or if you really want to get into the passion, or if you really want to get into that thing, you need to understand whatever cultural context it behaves to, right? The same way as it's important to understand history, to understand what happened and why happened uh, things happened in that period, historical period, it's very important to understand um what is happening now. And so understanding the culture of that country, um, it's quite uh, inseparable from understanding the language. Of course, you could do it by reading translations, like a like, you know, book that translated in your language uh, on that topic or whatever. But I would say that the main reason why I personally do it, that something that it's um, actually, I think most people ignore, which is like the personal gain you get from learning a language. Actually, learning a language gives you so much that you don't understand until you actually did it. And I know that most people would say, well, everything I got from learning English in school is like sitting in class and boring and, you know, I never really got anything from it. But if you have access to English, for example, you get so much more information uh, uh, than just knowing your own language. Like, for example... Whatever you're doing for your job, for your hobby, for, uh, I don't know, your drawing, you're uh, writing a book, you are watching a movie or whatever. If you can access and read information that are actually not in your language, you have such a greater amount of information accessible to than in your own language. But even if you would be a native speaker, for example, of English, and then you don't need to learn a language, learning new languages gives you so much from the mental capacity point of view, like it gives you new opportunities and new ways of reasoning with the things because different languages reason in different ways and reasoning in different ways it's good it's good for your brain it's like doing mathematic exercises it's just doing puzzles um, don't you agree with that
1: yeah actually specifically on that last point that you were mentioning I have a very uh, specific definition of that which is you get to discover the, the, the human being that you are, that you don't know that you are because you don't speak those other languages. Because okay. we all have these different personalities in the different languages exactly because our brains and our expressions come out in so many different ways when we express it in another language that when we don't learn those other ways of communicating, we, we don't get to know those other personalities that we may have. Okay, and that would be another reason uh, on why we should learn other languages. Okay,
0: so you're saying that basically there is like a different personal view for each of the languages that you can speak,
1: let's say a slightly different version, some sort of version 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, you know, of you. Yeah,
0: I mean, different languages do, as I was saying, have different logics and different reasonings, of course our experience is limited to fairly similar languages. So we're not talking about Asian languages or you know, yeah, yeah, African yeah. roots or other like, very, very completely different um, languages as well, which must be reasoning a completely different alphabet and completely different grammars and completely different things. Yeah. So that's what I was talking about, the mental exercise, just for you to help, for sure. But just within different countries, it really changes how people think because of their languages. So really... Uh, if you're talking in one language, you actually end up having a slightly different personality because, you know, jokes are not the same and, uh, I don't know, interactions are slightly different and uh, intercalence are also not the same. So, it it can be quite uh, quite different.
1: So, actually, this is a topic that we both particularly really like and we have been discussing a lot on, on our own about this. And there are so many things that I think we want to say here about this thing, but let's try to move on 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 this other point that we wanted to discuss, which is then if we have all these reasons, what should we aim for? Proficiency in a language or versatility in languages? What Mm -hmm. do you think about that?
0: Well, I already know that we are not in the exact same uh, uh, spectrum here. I personally really like um, exploring the languages because of all these reasons that I said. So I really prefer to have a general understanding of what a language is, what it means, and how it's used for me to feel comfortable with it. But I don't aim for complete perfection. I don't really care having a complete 100%, um, I don't know, understanding of All the grammar to be able to know to read a super uh, fancy literature book or write one if uh, for any chance. Uh, I don't really aim to have a perfect pronunciation uh, as long as people understand me of course. Um, Well I'm much more of, I would prefer to learn more languages and more of a basic level than to know a few of them at the perfectionist level you know. Yeah. But I feel that you might be in a different position than me.
1: Well I have to say that in the very beginning when I was learning English Um, I never really thought about learning any other language that was just not English. And I really had this idea in my mind that I needed to speak like a native speaker. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted to improve my pronunciation and I really wanted to sound no, so Spanish, which is something that I'm never going to be able to get rid of. And then it was just once I came abroad that I realized that, that there's not really point in doing that. Like people can understand you, you can effectively communicate with everybody else, even native speakers sometimes tell us, to, to you and to me, like your English is completely fine, even though you may not sound as a native speaker, yeah. so then you get, I, I got to the point of saying like, yeah, it, it's true, I don't necessarily need to aim for perfection and just keep digging into the same hole, mm-hmm. uh, that might not lead me anywhere, and right? Why did you
0: think you were aiming for perfection at the beginning? why yeah like why are you having this uh...
1: i guess because we have uh this idea in our heads that we're ashamed if we don't sound natural you know because the only experience that you have before learning your first Your second language, sorry, is only your first language. Mm -hmm. And in your first language, you feel completely natural. You feel completely in your comfort zone. And then once you're taken out of your comfort zone, you still want to feel safe there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have this perfect proficiency in that language, then you don't feel safe.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes
1: because sense. yeah, because you feel that okay, somebody's telling you something, but then you don't understand hundred percent of what they said, but mm-hmm. still you get you can understand the general idea, but they, that makes you feel unsafe, okay. right? And again, the same thing when you're going to speak it, you cannot say everything completely in a perfect way, and so again, you feel a bit unsafe. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's this uh, matter, this mindset of yeah, I want to feel like completely safe on that so just to to wrap up i i was aiming in the beginning for proficiency and now actually after uh, reaching a very nice level of italian which is my third language, my, my third uh, language i do completely see the point of yeah just explore you don't need to be perfect on anything just not also you don't need to speak all the languages in the world but don't don't get stuck into one thing
0: okay so you're also switching to to my side a li- yeah okay. a little bit But yeah, this thing that she was saying about the English is very interesting because uh, all languages, we found out that all the languages that are actually spoken in that many countries in the world such as Spanish and English that are the typical examples there are so many um, uh, country to country variations and within the country variations that really when you meet people and they're supposed to be English native speakers their English is so different or with such a heavy accent that almost another native speaker cannot understand them then you really think to yourself like what what am i aiming for like even if i'm aiming for perfection which perfection am i aiming for am i aiming for british accent australian indian you know so it really doesn't make sense to me and um, to aim for that perfection level especially because for very very known and international languages there is no such thing as a standard of course there is like a standard of grammar and a standard of you know a ruler, especially if you do it at a professional level, of course, you need to know uh, something. But it really makes sense to um, try, you know, just to understand the language more than to... uh, Yeah, I would say the objective is to understand the language. And by understanding the language means to have a general comprehension of what's going on in the grammar and the pronunciation, the sounds and you know, the words they use, those kind of things.
1: And just the other component of make sure that the other people can also understand you. Yeah, I
0: would say, yeah, that's, of course, it's a very important thing, right? It's also like how you define if you learn a language, if people can really speak to you and understand for you and if you feel natural, of course.
1: Exactly. In the end, let's see if we agree on this. In the end, language is just a way of communication or a channel of communication. Maybe the experts in communication can better define these things. But my point is that in the end, we want to use the, the language we learn to communicate with other people. So as long as we can follow and they can follow us, you, we should claim ourselves like proficient enough on that particular language, right?
0: Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, you need to have uh, basic uh, reading, writing, listening and speaking skills uh, that might be evaluated in a formal test or not. Uh, but that they should allow you to have a, a generic interaction with that language. And uh, it might be made difficult uh, depending on the local language that you're speaking of. And which reminds me, uh, since we are, we mentioned before that we are living in Belgium, actually, um, our experience is quite, uh, quite peculiar, I would say, because Belgium, as you might know, uh, actually has a very complicated, uh, let's say, cultural uh, setting actually
1: Um, or maybe they don't know i didn't know all these controversy uh, problems true yeah i also didn't know before before coming coming here here.
0: but the idea is basically uh, belgian people uh, grow up with uh, uh, basically the mandate yeah the obligation of actually speaking even four languages because there are three official languages in belgium which are french Dutch and German. Yeah. And they are all three taught in school and they, uh, technically each Belgian uh, citizenship should be proficient in all three. Uh, plus, on top of that, uh, with TV, uh, of course, and, uh, and also extra classes in school, you also get to learn English. As a matter of fact, English level in Belgium is very, very high, especially within the Dutch speakers, right? And uh, with all these languages going around from when you're very young, as you can imagine, the level uh, of language proficiencies in Belgium is very high. So how did you feel when you arrived in Belgium knowing your Spanish and your English?
1: Well, in the beginning I was very proud, In the, and by the beginning I mean uh, before arriving in Belgium, like mm-hmm. before landing. Uh, I was very proud because speaking English in a country like Colombia, it's actually a luxury in some ways. Yeah. Um, And I actually put a lot of effort in it before by myself and I really wanted to get my English in a decent level. So when I came here, I was like, yeah, I know English and it's nice because I can actually communicate in, in another in this language and I can go to the shops and I can just ask things without being afraid of it. And then when I arrived here and then I, I met all these students in the university and they could speak at least three languages. Like everybody was very proficient in English and their own language. A lot of people was very proficient as well in French. And then, yeah, we started seeing that we're in the middle of Europe, basically, where we kind of grab all these surroundings of different languages. and And then you think like, we, we don't know anything. I thought I was super cool and then I realized that I actually don't know anything at all. That's
0: true. That was the same feeling that I had. It was like I, I was really proud. like uh, you know I, I, I fought hard for doing my graduation in English and writing my documents and arriving here and being able to speak in English was not an easy task because the practice that I got in English in Italy was really, really low. And I could get my certificate, my IELTS uh, certificate, to get to join here for the master. Um, But as soon as we arrived here, we realized that literally young people, like literally children on the street that ask you for uh, collecting money to go on a school trip can literally switch to English for asking you the money. Or even uh, 80 years old retired people in the park that ask you, where is the toilet in english because they realize that you're not a a local person yeah Uh, so it's really impressive to see how a very much broader range even young and old generation of people can speak english uh, in a country that is uh, of course split in many different languages but it has the overall idea that there is a lot of cultures going around
1: no and remember just as a fast uh, experience even drunk people at 7 a.m. in the morning that they were completely out of their minds and Mm -hmm. they were pretending to tell you something in Dutch and then you were like sorry I don't speak Dutch and they can immediately automatically switch to English English without any problem, so yeah yeah yeah. so that's
0: what we're talking about here we're talking about like a very multilingual uh, settings
1: yeah where people are not afraid let's say of. Uh, speaking in those other languages, even though they are not proficient in them as well. Ah, actually, something that I didn't want to leave, uh, leave out is the, the w- when we came here and, and we were still having that idea that our accents are not nice, that we have these very strong native accents from our first languages, and then we're ashamed of that. And then we arrived here and actually People here also have their own uh, accents. Uh, Asian people have their own accents. Flemish people here in the Dutch-speaking part also have a strong accent. French people uh, have it as well. So everybody has an accent, and we tend to think that we're the only ones who have it, and the rest of the world can completely speak without any accent, which is a complete uh, myth. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's. Uh, I mean. It is true, but that is not relevant because you can, as long as you can communicate within different accents, it's completely fine.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. We tend to, to make it look yeah. like it's something bad, Yeah. right? Yeah,
0: probably because your reference is maybe the movie or the singer or whatever. That, of course, being native speaker from that country, and of course, depending on where you're from, you have uh, much more exposure to American English or British English or, I don't know, Indian English. Uh, so, of course, your standard would be uh, like that, of course. Yeah. But actually, concluding a bit, of wrapping up the episode, uh, we were t- we wanted to talk about also um, how we learn a language because that's also another myth that we maybe should discuss a bit more, um, which is you know we all learn English in school probably most uh, most school in most countries of the world by now uh, by now have English classes, but. It's really useful, you know, yeah. uh, I remember you telling me that you spent, I don't know, whatever the old primary and secondary and maybe even some university years um, of studying English and you were still at the present and, and uh, of to be and to have, you know, very, very basic things. Yeah. And personally, I also feel that the, the, the progress I've had in English, if you think about how many years you studied it, it was so slow. Why is it so slow? What, what do you think? What was wrong?
1: Well, actually, I have to, I'm going to be very cruel on, on what I'm going to say, but it's the truth. And the reason why we never learn to actually speak English is because our teachers also don't know how to properly speak the language. And what do I mean by that? They do know all the rules and the grammar and the tenses and, and, and the conjugations But they actually don't know how to express themselves naturally in that language that they're teaching. At least that's the phenomenon in a society like the one where I grew up. And and our teachers went for this degree to teach uh, English, but they were not completely... um, embracing it, you know, they were not completely making the making the language part of their personality. And so, as a student, you were just there, getting bored with all the grammar tenses and all the stuff, and you were not involved into it. You know, you were never shown that it could actually had a point, mm-hmm. ha- have a point. So, I think one of the main reasons is first because they actually don't speak language, the language that, that they're teaching. And second, because not everybody learns in the same way. That's probably another, the, the, yeah, the second big component of that. So I personally have to say that I'm, I am that student that learns by grammar, all the grammar rules and all the, 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 the conjugations and the tenses and, and the position of the words in a sentence. All of those things, I find them interesting and I like them and they make sense to me. But I completely see how they don't make sense to anybody else. While for me, the phonetics of a language, in the beginning, they make zero sense to me. I cannot start learning a language by listening to it, by trying to repeat the words. It's just too hard for my brain to get to that because it's too abstract. It's too um blurry let's say while grammar is structured it has rules there is one to three and my mind works like that but a lot of other minds don't work like that so i know you are one of those minds that are completely opposite to me
0: yeah absolutely i i hate studying it in what you might be consider uh the academic standard way right so of course one topic is about the teacher itself but that's you know a problem with education or whatever but indeed, the other problem with education in general is that people don't learn the same as much as you don't learn the same uh, at sport or, uh, or, you know, at any other hobby that you have. If you consider a language not as a, one of the topics that you had in school, but as a thing that you want to get into, uh, a lot of people have different approaches, right? And um, the approach that I personally have that uh, um, I realize it worked for me in English. Uh, but the, I see it coming over and over in the other languages that I'm learning. It's not really find the logic. Like, you know, you need to know the basics of grammar because, yeah, you, you will need to memorize the irregular verb conjugation or whatever uh, type of present, future, past uh, type of rules that, that might exist in the language. So you, you need to know that. But you also don't need maybe to know that formally. You can also just learn it by completely immerse yourself and surround yourself into the language. Uh, For example, the way I learned English was personally, uh, you know, watching a lot of series or movies or even playing online video games in that language, you really get into that. And what I realized is that at a certain point, your brain snaps because people of a different language are still people. So it's not that the language that they have doesn't make any sense you know it has to make a human sense so it's just to give time enough to your brain to start yeah. thinking from one way to think of your, your language to a new way of thinking of another language and that's where you start not translating things but you start thinking in that language and that's a very nice and uh, i have to say a nice feeling and that's a nice uh, checkpoint that you can say uh, from now on i feel i'm already thinking in english or at least like yeah. you know saying small things in English that's very nice so uh, I really don't put a lot of emphasis on the grammar or on the on the basic skills but uh, you start uh, immersing yourself surrounding yourself uh, listen to things and uh, go to the bar and just listen to people uh, read the local newspaper and whatever and then sooner or later the more and more you do the more uh, it will make sense automatically I would say
1: yeah Yeah, so basically our um, opinion on that is that uh, people shouldn't think that learning a language has to be a book with rules as everybody makes it look like. It's just a personal experience and if a person manages to find their own method for learning a language, then they should definitely go for it. It's not about taking a course in a specific school or anything. It's about you finding the way that you can keep up with some sort of training for some time until your brain snaps, as you say, Marco.
0: Yeah, that's true. So if you would say one advice for people learning languages, what would it be?
1: To learn them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so definitely um, give it time. Don't People shouldn't rush. People shouldn't feel that in the first uh, two weeks they are uh, expected to know everything already. Because the learning curve is quite flat in the beginning and it just goes up at a certain moment in time. So just give it time, but keep doing it. Even if you don't see the result, just keep doing what you feel comfortable with. Is it uh, reading a book? Then read the book. Is it learning rules? Then learn the rules. Is it watching a movie? Then watch the movie and actually watch the same movie several times until you actually start like repeating a few sentences. And your brain is just going to understand it at that point. So just pick a path, but do it repetitively or just, yeah, uh, several times in a row and your brain's going to get there.
0: Yeah, I agree. And also, uh, don't forget that if you are into learning languages, of course, the more languages you will learn, the more easy you will get because... Uh, One, uh, you will find a structure that works for you, so you can uh, apply that structure in all the languages. But also, the more languages that you learn, uh, I see that with Valeria's case, because she's now learning all the Latin languages, let's say, from the same root. uh, You find a lot of analogies within the same languages. So, the more languages you know, the easier it becomes to know the next language. And that's also another good advice, that if you feel pumped because you learn a new language, if you learn the next one, it will be slightly easier. And the more languages you learn, the more varied and different they are from the different languages, the easier it will get.
1: Yeah. All right. I okay. guess um, uh, we are very happy to share these opinions that we have about languages. We really hope that uh, people get a little bit motivated to learn them. Maybe if it's not for completely speaking them, it's still nice to read literature in other languages. still nice to hear other people's opinion in podcasts or videos. There is a lot of material online. And so, yeah, we really hope that people get motivated with this.
0: Okay, so see you in the next episode. My name is Marco and...
1: My name is Valeria. Bye. Bye.